welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Well, hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Today, we're talking all about the eight things that you don't want to forget when you're planning your wedding. Now, last week's episode was all about date nights and fun things that you can do with your partner. And there was actually one specific thing that I shared that I think was so much fun that I'm going to try it this weekend and I'm going to film a video of my husband and I doing it. It's called Grocery Store Pick and Mix. So if you want to know what that is, listen to last week's episode. It is episode 16 and I want you to pick out a date night idea that you enjoyed and I want you to, to go for it, take some pictures or videos and then tag Weddings Online or drop me an email. I'm kelly at weddingsonline.ie because I would love to hear which date night ideas you enjoyed and I want to be able to share in the fun with you and see what you guys got up to. But let's get back to today's episode. So it's eight things not to forget when planning your wedding. Now, if you think about it, when you're planning a wedding, for most of us, it's the the one and only time we're going to plan something on this scale. It's a huge event. There's so many different things that you need to figure out. And by the time you get to the end of it, you would have already made hundreds of decisions. You know, you've got to think about, you know, what day do I want to get married on? You know, do I want to have a morning wedding or an evening wedding? Do I want to have a band or a DJ or both? Do I want to have a photographer or a videographer or both? Can I afford to do this? What color should the dresses be? Do I want to have a second outfit that I wear? Like there's so many different decisions that you that you've got to make and it's really really exciting. It's lots of fun. But it's no surprise that there are a few things that you might forget. So today I'm going to run through eight things not to forget. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to quickly summarize those eight things for you. And I'm going to write out a checklist, which I will put on the Weddings Online blog. So if you want to make sure you don't forget those things, you can have them written out for you. So let's get straight in. The first thing you don't want to forget is having a bad weather plan. Okay, We are in Ireland after all, so you have to consider that the weather might do something that's completely not what you've pictured. And that's not always that the weather is going to be very rainy, although that is definitely one of the scenarios to plan for. So if you've planned on having an outdoor ceremony or perhaps you want to have a drinks reception or canapes um, at some point in the day outdoors, my advice to you is to have some kind of backup plan just in case the weather doesn't play along. And so that could be something like a marquee. It could be another part of the venue that you could go to that's indoors but still looks really beautiful and is the perfect space to be in. Whatever you need to do, just make sure you have that plan and that you know how to communicate that plan to anybody who needs the information. So if your plan involves, you know, your guests bringing umbrellas, make sure you've got a way to communicate that to them just in case they need those. But also think about the other end of the spectrum. So we've spoken about the rainy weather. There's also 
you know, chilly weather, you know, you might want to have heaters or blankets for the winter. But then there's also the really, really warm weather too. So if it's really, really hot, you want to think about things like sun cream. If you're going to be outside, you want to have lots of water. My recommendation, um, no matter what time of year you get married in, is if possible, welcome your guests to the ceremony with some kind of drink. So if it's cold, welcome them with a warm drink just to warm them up before they go in. And if it's really hot, welcome them with something refreshing. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It could literally be a bottle of water that they can pick up as they walk in. Um, My husband and I did that for our wedding. We had bottles of water. I don't remember at which point in the wedding they were given out, but they had personalized labels on them with our names and the wedding dates. And it was all in our wedding branding. Really simple, really affordable, but everybody really appreciates it, especially if it's hot. So that's number one, have a bad weather plan. Number two, Remember to budget for postage costs for your invitations and thank you cards. So now this is the type of thing that often gets overlooked because we think about the invitation. We think about the save the date. We think about the the thank you cards at the end. We think about the the design element. We think about the paper that we're going to print on and the envelopes we're going to use. And sometimes we forget about the postage cost. My advice is to investigate what it costs because The cost will be different depending on how big your invitations are or how heavy they are or how thick the envelope is. So if you are posting anything, just do the research to make sure you know what it costs so that you're not surprised because the costs can add up, especially if you've got, you know, 100 or 200, even 300 guests at your wedding, you're going to be sending out multiple invitations and you just want to make sure that you're not caught by surprise. Number three on our list is having an on-the-day person. Now, let's just set the tone for a moment. Now, imagine you are getting ready for your big day and you are sitting with your friends. You guys are all getting dressed. Maybe you're having some bubbly. You're having some breakfast, which is something I highly recommend. And you're just feeling really relaxed because your wedding day is finally here. And then you know what happens? You get a phone call from a guest who misplaced their invitation. They don't know where the venue is or they're on their way and they're lost and they can't find out where to go. Or one of your suppliers arrives at the venue and they have misplaced something and they don't know where to find a backup cable or somebody doesn't know where to set up or where to plug their their equipment in. There's so many things that can happen on the day that are very easy to happen. Um, People forget things, it's completely normal. But what you don't want is as the couple, you don't want anybody phoning you and asking you questions. Your focus for your wedding day is to be fully present, to be relaxed, to be completely oblivious to all the things happening around you and to just have the best day possible. So by having an on-the-day person, that means that you are no longer the point person for the admin and all the guest requests and questions. You can be the person who just gets, gets to enjoy the festivities and somebody else will be in charge of actually facilitating communication. So that could be a number of different things. You could have somebody who's a sort of representative on behalf of the family. So it could be one of your parents. So all the family members know if they've got any questions, One of your parents will pick up the phone and they will help everybody. Could be your maid of honor or your best man or another member of the wedding party. Could help with, you know, giving people directions if they're lost or welcoming guests as they come in and just helping people maybe to find parking and that sort of thing. 
And then your coordinator at your wedding venue, or if you have a day of coordinator who you're hiring or a wedding planner, that person can be the person who helps everybody um, you know, from the supplier side of things. So they know exactly where to set up. They know what time to be there. Somebody else can be thinking, hold on, this supplier hasn't arrived yet. Let me give them a quick call just to check where they are. But the key here is to make sure that you as the couple are not the point people for the day. So find an on the day person and make sure that they know exactly what they need to do so that they aren't phoning you and asking you questions. Okay. Item number four, ask your guests and the wedding party if they have any food allergies or diet restrictions. Okay. There are so many different dietary restrictions and I know that you want all your guests and all your suppliers and all your family members to have the best day possible. So my advice is to ask for the diet requirements and um, allergy information ahead of time so that you can make sure that your caterers and everybody at the wedding venue will know about them. So what we did for our wedding was we had a spreadsheet with all the guest names on them and we just had a space where we listed any really special requirements and we gave that over to the venue so that they knew, you know, this guest is sitting in this space and they have a particular requirement. It's not hard to do and it just helps everybody to feel like they're being looked after. You'd probably find that if somebody has a, a fatal allergy, you know, if somebody has a really, really bad nut allergy, for example, they're probably going to tell you anyway, even if you don't ask them. And they will probably also be prepared with an EpiPen or some other kind of medication. But if you want to look after your guests well, just reach out to them and say, hey, if you've got any requirements, please let us know. Item number five on our checklist is provide your suppliers with a meal. Now, sometimes people forget about this. You're thinking about the head count. So when your caterer says, how many guests are you having? You're having 150 guests. And so you say 150. And sometimes we can forget that we actually have these amazing wedding suppliers who are there to make the, the best of our lives come together. We've got to feed them too. I have been in scenarios as a wedding supplier where I've been given, you know, like a really small meal, like a sandwich or something. And that's acceptable for the lunchtime. So, you know, for example, if your ceremony begins at, you know, one o'clock and then you're having canapes a little bit later and then a main meal after that, there's a period of time where, you know, your suppliers will have been working for significantly longer than the guests would have been there. So, you know, anybody who would have set up on the day, anybody who's been with you, perhaps taking photos or videos from when you've been getting ready. And of course, if you want to give somebody a sandwich for lunch, that's just a really kind gesture. But when it comes to the main meal, my advice is to get the caterers to make the same main meal for your suppliers that they are making for everybody else. You want your suppliers to feel looked after. You want them to feel sustained and fully fed. You want them to be um, full of energy. You want them to, to be able to continue creating the best day of your life for you and not to be tired and hungry and flagging. So make sure they have a meal, make sure it's a hot meal and while we're at it, if you can assign a table to them, it could be somewhere at the bar where they can just pop out and have a quick meal to eat. They will really thank you for it. Okay, item number six on our list of eight things not to forget when planning your wedding. And that is to assign one person to ret return any items after the day. So now picture this. 
you've just had the most magical day of your lives, you and your other half have been sent off, you've gotten in the car, you're driving off either to a hotel for your first night as a married couple, or maybe you're already going off on your honeymoon, which is what my husband and I did. We went off on our honeymoon straight away and we did not want to be the people dealing with any leftover decor. We didn't want to be the people organizing our gifts and moving them around. So have a plan in place for who can oversee that for you. It could be someone from the wedding party. It could be a supplier, your wedding planner. It could be your parents. There's so many people who it could be, but the key is to make sure that you have one person who knows that that's their responsibility to make sure that your decor items that you have brought in or hired in are returned to the right people, that anything that needs to go back to your home makes its way there and that your gifts are all stored appropriately and that they don't get left behind at the venue. So having one person whose job is to oversee all of those items will mean that once you leave the wedding venue and you head off on your honeymoon or you go to a hotel for a couple of days for a mini moon, it just means you don't have to worry about that at all because you know somebody else has been given the responsibility of sorting that out for you. Okay, item number seven on our checklist is include time and budget for alterations. So when you're thinking about your outfit, whether you're wearing a dress or a jumpsuit, or you're wearing a full-on suit, whatever you've decided to wear, don't forget that alterations will be part of your attire budget. So it could be something as simple as putting a hem in the bottom of your dress, or you know, making some kind of alteration and adjustment so that you have the perfect fit. But no matter what it is, it will come at an extra cost and it will take extra time. So factor that into your timeline, factor that into your budget, make sure that when you do get your fittings done, that you're asking all the right questions. So ask the person who is making your dress, just say, hey, if I need to have alterations done, what will that cost? And how long will that take? And then you have the information so that you're not surprised if your dress is going to take an extra I don't know, three to six weeks. I don't know what the time frame is. It will depend on what the alterations are, who's having them done, and if they need to source extra fabrics and all kinds of things. Just make sure that you ask and that you're not surprised. And the final item, I've alluded to this before, but remember to eat during the wedding prep. So when you're getting ready for your big day, you're going to be hanging out with your besties, getting dressed, hair and makeup is going to be getting done, don't forget to eat. The last thing you want to do is to be at your wedding ceremony, exchanging vows with your new spouse, and you hear your tummy rumble, and you start to feel faint because you haven't eaten anything, and the nerves have gotten the better of you, and you had a couple of glasses of Prosecco, and you feel a little bit wobbly. You can avoid all of that by having a good breakfast. Don't just have a quick piece of fruit. Have a nice healthy, hearty breakfast, make sure that you are hydrating on water. And then for the rest of the day, you can be having whatever food you've prepared for your guests. You can have some champagne. You can do all the celebrating you want to do. Knowing that your body has had a nice breakfast, you will thank me for it. I promise you. So let me quickly recap and run through this list of eight things. So remember, this is eight things not to forget when planning your wedding. Number one, have a bad weather plan. So that was not just for the cold weather, but also for super hot weather. 
Number two, remember to budget for your postage costs for invitations and thank you cards. Do your research, find out what those costs will be. Number three, assign an on-the-day person. So this is the one who's going to make sure that you don't need to answer the phone if anybody needs you on your big day. Number four, ask your guests and wedding party if they have any food allergies or diet restrictions. Speaking of food, number five is provide your suppliers with a meal on the day. Number six, assign one person to return any items after the day. So it's anything that you've rented or hired in, anything that needs to go back to your home. And don't forget about the gifts. Number seven, include time and budget for any alterations to your outfits. And finally, number eight, remember to eat during the wedding prep. You will thank me afterwards, I promise you. Now, next week's episode is going to be a really fun one. We did a poll on Instagram recently where we said, hey, is there anything that you guys would like to know more about that we can cover in the podcast? And so many of you came back and said, you just want to know so much more about childcare, entertaining the kids. So we're going to cover all of that for you. If you have any more specific questions about looking after the kids, whether those are your own children or the guests' children who are coming along to your wedding day, no matter what age they are, if you have any questions about that, please get in touch. You can contact us on Instagram, it's at weddingsonline, or you can pop me an email, it's kelly at weddingsonline.ie. I would love to hear your questions so I can include that in the episode that's coming up next week because we haven't recorded it yet. But thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered, and edited by Glenn Hartman. For more wedding planning tips, advice, checklists, and more, visit weddingsonline.ie.